This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for All-Star Season 5, Episode 2, titled, I'm in Love. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by the goddess of glamour, garbage, and gore from the Bloody Podcast Network. Please say... Gosh, I need to have sex. To Lori Roggenkamp. Hello, Lori Roggenkamp. I just like that sheerly for the context in which he said it, mm-hmm. which was just him trying to figure out who they should send home, and he's just like... Oh, I need to have sex. Like, that's going to help him answer the question. That's oh, why Alexis this. Mateo is iconic. Oh, I love it so much. Uh, how are you, Joe? I'm doing very well. You know, you, everyone should know, if you're on the public feed, uh, Lori and I just talked for like half an hour, which is so funny because I felt it was just us really. It sounded a lot like us just shooting the breeze the way we talked before the show. Yeah. But in a, I would say the negative of it is it wasn't like we were doing a whole show. We weren't like, oh, here's the next topic. It was just like literally what you and I would talk about before the mics yes. are hot, you know? So if you yeah. guys want to hear really hear what that's like, go over to patreon.com slash um, afterthought media. I almost plugged yours. <laughs> God forbid. Uh, <laughs> uh, go to patreon.com slash afterthought media and join at the premium level. To hear Lori not realize he's on a show called The Rumor Mill, to uh, <laughs> hear me wonder why I have no friends. Oh, today's Lori's birthday, and uh, yes. a lesbian bar sent her a birthday song. It was... Uh, yep, which was a, a gay man song. No, it was a lesbian anthem. It was not a lesbian anthem. It was anthem. a lesbian anthem, and Lori was there to accept it. From the it was, it, Lori. It's Raining Men. No, it was not. All right, let's jump right into the show. This week, the queens break off into girl groups to write and choreograph a musical tribute to their man crushes. Angina announces she wants to go home, but doesn't want everyone to interpret that as her giving up. Shea Coulee wins the title of this week's top all-star, while the bottom three are Mariah, Jujubee, and India Farah. RuPaul revealed that this week's lip-sync assassin is drag icon Alyssa Edwards, and she faces off with Shea Coulee after a lip-sync battle for their legacies. Shea wins the cash prize and the opportunity to send one girl home when she pulled the lipstick from her bra the name read angina the second person to go home was season one's angina laurie roggenkamp named two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not uh i loved shea coulee in the maxi challenge mm-hmm. i loved shea coulee's outfit for the runway mm-hmm. i thought that was great that was an amazing outfit. uh what I didn't like was the fact that now it's basically hers to lose. So it's like an anxiety. I'm, I'm, I'm now filled with anxiety that something's going to happen yeah. and Shea Coulee is not going to get it. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's sort of what I don't like. Cause I would rather know that 
that it's an even playing field to know that it's somebody's to lose because then you go, Oh God, what's going to happen from now till the finale, you know? Yeah. So, uh, with me, you know, I actually, for the, I actually thought it was a decent run of the mill, all stars episode. There's some drama. It's a decent challenge. And, uh, you know, I liked it. I thought it was a good challenge. The the song was good. There was a good challenge. Everyone actually, I thought everyone did great to be honest with you. I actually, this is one of those times where I think RuPaul wasn't lying that they're really splitting hairs at this point because I thought everybody did well, you know? Yeah. There was no one that was just awful. I mean, you could argue that Angina shot herself in the foot. Mm -hmm. Like, in fact, hacked her foot off and then, you know, put her foot in the her her foot her cut off foot in her mouth mm-hmm. because she just like I honestly felt like if she hadn't said anything I don't think she would have gone home. Yeah. So yeah, I I, agree. I think you're I right. Think that- I think I think you're right. I think if Angina would not have opened her mouth and kept saying how, you know, oh, you know, being the uh martyr, she would I think Angina would have chosen India to go home. I, I think you're right. I think Shea Coulee would have chosen yeah, cuz Shay even said I have a lo- I feel like I have a loyalty to my teammates. Yeah. And uh you know, I think that um I also sort of felt in this episode that I was like okay, like there's a little bit of drama but also like I feel like once you get rid of like maybe two two or more queens, it's going to get pretty competitive. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. So there are some very very strong queens. Uh the one yeah. thing I didn't like by the way was a lot of the bigger moments, and this was true last week. I felt a lot of the bigger moments on this episode seemed very producer driven. That there was a producer prodding to make it happen just to like stir the pot, you know? And yeah. uh, like for instance, I'll give you a good example. I'll bring it up then, but uh, th- there's more instances than this, but this is a, a, a very good example. Like it just seemed really weird. That the next day, sitting around the table, apropos of nothing, Cracker just said she wished that she would have uh, taken some white out and written on Gina's name. Well, the only reason I say I don't, I look, I think that, uh, I think that it's produced. I thought maybe Jujubees was produced. The only reason I don't think that. Uh, Miss Crackers was produced was because later on she says I shouldn't have said anything. I was thinking about it. I was harping on it and I should have just kept my mouth shut. And, you know, even if I, so I have a feeling that it just, I get the feeling that Miss Cracker is one of those people who like, if she thinks about it, she's gonna, she's gonna say it. You well, know, I feel she's the person of the episode that we're going to talk about. And I feel it's going to be the episode. Uh, she's going to be the person for a while that we talk about. All right, Laurie, after Derek's elimination, the queens untuck and have some cocktails. Mayhem thanks the group for saving her and asks if anyone voted for her. Juju B reveals she did, which leads to some hurt feelings and a, meaningful discussion. Lori, what were your thoughts here about right after um, the, everything that happened right after Derek's elimination? Uh, you know, I personally, I feel like I I feel like this was produced. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like they were sort of like, oh, somebody has to vote, you know, who voted mm-hmm. for uh uh, Mayhem Miller, and then you know somebody's like, "Well, Juju B, you should you should say something, mm-hmm. you know, before you get called out." Because I just I don't see why she felt the need to say it other than just to start 
shit, you know? Are you talking about Jujubee or Mayhem? Jujubee. No, I, but, I, I'm actually very pro Jujubee on this one. But on the flip side, so I'll yeah. say, look, yeah, I'll say that. On the flip side, I don't, I don't agree that Mayhem Miller, I actually kind of thought less of Mayhem Miller because she started going like, oh, it's, you know, you voted for me. We've been friends and blah, blah. It's like, it's a competition, bitch. Like you're going into this. And if you don't, if you don't step your pussy up, if you don't, if you're not willing to meet the challenge, you Mm -hmm. might get voted off by your friends. Yeah. Like your friendships. I that's the thing I don't like about these competition shows is I feel like it also it relies too much on friendships and and you know uh whether or not you have each other's back versus do are did they win that challenge did they do well in that challenge but I would say that except with the exception of like all stars 2 and a couple of instances in other episodes um RuPaul's Drag Race all stars for the most part has been free of that uh what I what, so my question is like uh, but Mayhem, if you remember last week, Mayhem was the one very much into alliances, was trying to make an alliance with India. We don't know what happened there. But, like, yeah. so I think she believes very much in these personal alliances that come into the workroom. She would love to have her own Rulaska talks. I, I think she so desperately wants to go far and realize perhaps she's not as strong at the competition as the other girls, so needs to rely on said alliances and probably thought she could depend yeah. on Juju before that. What's funny, so the producer-driven part is I believe the producers were like, to Mayhem, why don't you talk about you know, because it did seem very convenient. Mayhem's like, God, thank you guys all for ha- for saving me. Or, you know, yeah. or like... Who, who, who perchance voted? Who, yeah. What ha- who? But Juju be answered because she knows the evidence is there. She knows that that, uh, yeah. that Mayhem later on will see it. So she'd rather just tell her to her face. The thing that I actually thought was really weird was because I thought Juju B was actually brave to answer Mayhem's question. And then Mayhem went after Juju. And when... Mayhem was the one that asked the question. Bitch, you asked the question. She answered honestly, and if she didn't want to know the answer, don't ask, okay? Now, yeah. what's funny is then Jujubee says it and then apologizes, right? She stops herself, and she says, hold on, that's not an apology, right? But then she gives another note. She goes, I mean, that's not an apology. I mean, I'm sorry if you got hurt. Well, that's still an apology. One, that's not an apology. Two, you don't need to apologize. You voted the way you were supposed to vote, and you asked a question, and you answered it. Mayhem should be the one apologizing for being all butt hurt. Do you really think Mayhem was that butt hurt, Lori, or is that just another weird thing she was doing for the drama for the show? I think she legitimately was upset. I think I think you're right. I think Mayhem is is relying more on the politics of the of the show of the uh, than the actual competition in order to move her along. And I think the fact that somebody like Juju B. A, fr- a you know a friend of hers voted her i think that hit, that hit her that like oh she's she's not going to be able to rely on friends to move forward she's mm-hmm. gonna so i think i think it affected her but i don't think it necessarily was jujubee's fault i think mm-hmm. it was the fact that she she realized in that moment not all my friends are going to have my back mm-hmm. you know if I do if I do a bad job in this comp in in a competition, I might get voted off, even even if it's a group of my friends. Mm-hmm. So I think that. But then again, yeah, I agree. I think you're being. I think she's being hypocritical because, like, she blanket statement agreed to India's alliance. But what happens if if uh, you know a friend of hers is up for elimination? Is she going to go with India? or Is she going to go with her friend? Mm-hmm. So I think it's a little bit hypocritical to say. 
oh, you know, it's offensive that you vo- you voted against me. Well, if you think about it, at a certain point, let's let's, let's look at it from mayhem. I think you're kind of saying the same thing. Is let's say she does go far in the competition. Okay, let's say Mayhem goes far in the competition. At a certain point, you're going to be forced to make a difficult decision. Yes, that's what you were saying. I know, but um, that's no, I no, but I'm I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah. I well, I think that, but I think that's the thing is like she's not seeing that far ahead. I think Juju B is seeing far farther ahead than she is. Well, I she's mean, seeing in the moment of the competition, and it's like Juju B is looking at the whole over our over our, like the whole thing, the whole structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's saying, like, look, in the competition, we are supposed to vote based off who we, if we go by performance. Mm-hmm. And I laughed at, at Derek's, mm-hmm. which to me, I think it's funny because it's like, I laughed at Derek's more than yours. And I was like, I don't think hers was meant to be laughed at. Mm-hmm. Like, I think hers was like, a, she wanted to do like a serious performance. Mm-hmm. And Derek's, was so I think it's, I think, it, yeah, I think I'm, sh- I'm pretty sure if you, if we watched it live, we would say that Derek should have, should not have gone home. Mm-hmm. Like if we had seen her perform, I know we said it last week. We said it last week. We said that Derek shouldn't have gone home. I don't think, and on the but, pit, you know we have another show called the Pit Crew. They don't know any of the drama. They were shocked by by Derek going home. Yeah. So yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it was a non-issue, and then you you know it was it swept under the rug. I I don't know if it's got. It probably will be brought up again yeah. at some point. So. Uh, all right, here we go. The next day, Ms. Cracker reveals that she feels Angina should have gone home. Angina fights, Angina fights back. And then RuPaul enters the workroom to announce this week's Maxi Challenge. For this week's Maxi Challenge, you'll be debuting the newest All-Stars smash hit, I'm in love. I'm in love. <laughs> Working in groups, each of you will write and record your own love-sickening verse to the celebrity man crush of your choice. Then you'll create a group look and choreography. All right. Next, Rue asks India, as the previous week's winner, to name her top two competitors. India chooses Blair and Shay and Rue. Oh, chooses Blair and Shay. Rue then assigns the three as team leaders for the Maxi Challenge. Uh, the team broke down as follows, uh, Lori. India chose Juju B and Alexis. Blair, of course, went for the white girl first and went with Ms. Cracker. Then when there were no other white people left, she went with Mayhem. And then Team Shay was Mariah and Angina. First, before we do anything, Lori, let's talk about uh, your thoughts. What did you think about this whole thing with Ms. Cracker and Angina? When Ms. Cracker just I thought in. that was pre- I thought that was like... I, I I thought Angina's response was so produced because, okay, look, Angina's okay. response. Yes, let's look at it. Let's look at it from. Let's look at it as Miss Cracker. Miss Cracker, shut your fucking mouth! Like, there's no reason why you need to bring that up. She legitimately was tossing and turning all night. Mm-hmm. Like, get a life. If that's what you're legitimately tossing and turning about, then yeah. you are a, a privileged privileged ass bitch. Like, okay. that's that's not a thing. And, you know, I, I don't know if it was the pink jacket that gave her this, you know, bitchy power, but she just had an attitude during that day wow, where, Lori. where I just felt like she was like, my shit doesn't stink. And I can tell people how I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm the best. And I, you know, she, I, she was acting like 
she had already won the competition. She was teaching everybody else how to. Do, and this mm-hmm. is all stars. This is all people who've been in the competition before. Mm-hmm. It's not like she's coming in back and playing with newbies. Yeah. She so you know it's like who who does she? She's not you know you're not the the cream of the crop sort of thing. But so that's my opinion about Miss Cracker. I mm-hmm. felt like she should have kept her mouth shut. She even says at the end of the show she should have kept her mouth shut. I feel like she should have kept her mouth shut. And or if you want to say something, say it in a way that's supportive and not degrading, because she essentially was just like putting uh, Angina down for her comments. Okay, mm-hmm. now to get to Angina, Angina's reaction was weird because Angina said those things. Angina said in the first episode, I didn't have confidence in myself. I wasn't feeling I was in my head. I wasn't feeling confident in my abilities. She said those things. Yeah. So the fact that Ms. Cracker is literally just quoting back the words that she said and mm-hmm. saying that's not what an all-star should be. Mm-hmm. And and uh Andrea's like, Well, who are you to say who are you to say that you that you're not Ben de la Creme? Who are you to say that that uh you, you, this, you know, shut your mouth? It's like she's quoting you back to you. Yeah. Angina. She's saying well, what you said. I think she's saying what I'm gonna strangely defend Angina. I think what Angina is saying is like, bitch, you can't rewrite the rules. You're not Bendela Creme who, you know, whited out the lipstick and put her, her own name in, right? And she says, you're yeah. not one of the judges. You were given two people in the bottom. Choose between those two. You don't have the the liberty to then just choose a, a name at random is what she's saying. Stay in your fucking lane. Yeah. Yeah, and that's another thing is like, I feel like that's that's a thing with the uh, which is like there you couldn't have even voted for Angina if you wanted to. Like that's a it was a it was literally a statement made to make somebody feel bad. That's well, that, all but, it was. But that's why I'm saying it was producer driven. I feel Cracker may have said this in a confessional and the producers were like you should bring this up to the girls. You know? I uh, maybe, but I feel like Miss Cracker is one of those people who's like she always feels like she has to show everybody how to do their own jobs. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, I gotta lead you, you know. Like Angina's a, a a drag queen. Angina, I feel like Angina. I love I love her. I think she's a great drag queen. Um, I don't necessarily feel like she was ready for the competition that the level of competition that this show is now, mm-hmm. and I think that um, you know. I think Miss Cracker was like, oh, I'm going to help her. I'm going to build up her confidence. And it's like, that's not how you build up somebody's confidence. You know, if you want to build up somebody's confidence, you go, hey, you know, I remember I heard what you said yesterday and I just want you to know you're great. And all that what she said to her at the end, she should have said to her then, you know, and I, I think it's kind of a bullshit statement. And but I, I but to be also fair to Miss Cracker, it what the things she was saying was what Angina was saying about herself. No, you're so right. it's like you can't you can't be mad at somebody for just saying these are the things you said. But when Cracker is talking about it later and saying she shouldn't have said it, she says, I don't apologize for what I said. She goes, what I said was right, but but it wasn't the right time to say it. I should have just stayed quiet. Now, you know, one of the things I noticed on the second rewatch, because I'm, re- I'm watching with eagle eyes, is you know how they all walk into the workroom and they're like, yay, we're back in the workroom. It's the next day. And then they go to wipe the, the lipstick mirror message off. Yeah. Is they all walk in, they all have their own little thing that they do. Well, then they do a different shot from behind the mirror, behind the one-way mirror, showing the girls walk towards the mirror. And in the background in that shot, it's so weird. You can see Shay, she's just coming in the door, 
and you see her because she's talking to that camera, do like a whole, she's doing a whole thing for that camera when she walks in and you see it in the background. It's so bizarre. You should check it out if you have a chance. That is weird. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Now, like, I, like we just talked about it, is what an odd choice for Cracker to go out there on Giant. I think it's just so weird. Like, just right there, apropos of nothing, Cracker's just like, you know what? Let me just drop this right here. Which Cracker, it, you know, it reminds me of that meme that goes around everywhere that a lot of people hate, where it says, no one, uh, colon, Cracker, uh, China, I wish I would have written your name in. You know? Uh Yeah. But also, now, I want to talk about this. Later, when RuPaul has India choose her top two competitors, her two biggest competitors, she chooses Shay, which makes sense. And then she chooses Blair St. Clair. What do you think with the logic behind that? Um, I mean, to be honest with you, I feel like... I feel like India legitimately feels like Blair is her competitor. You know why? Because Blair's fishy. Because I think Blair's fishy, and mm-hmm. I think Blair is what India wants to be. Mm-hmm. She's skinny. She's uh, got a good singing voice. She's you know. If you had a to name, your two, uh, if you were in that cast, you had to name your two biggest competitors. Who would you name? Oh, that's tough. I mean, only two. Only two. Your two biggest competitors. If I was India, you're India. Well, Shay. Yeah. And then I mean, I would say Alexis Mateo. Really? I mean, I know I know Juju B is slated to win, but Alexis Mateo really shone had sh- sh- shined the first episode, and she I feel like she killed it the second episode too. So I would say, but the second episode hasn't happened. This, what the second at this point the but second just ba- just basing off the first episode? Yeah, yeah I would say Alexis Mateo, Juju B's. If you go by her performance at the lip sync, it wasn't really it was I mean it was good, but it wasn't like amazing and Alexis Mateo's was I feel like Alexis should have won that episode. But I would go with Shay and Juju B because both of them have gone very far. Shay Juju B was third in her second season on the I'm not I'm sorry, on her first season. Uh on no wait. Let's reword this. On the first season she appeared, which was season two, Juju B was third. Okay. Okay. On All Stars One, which Juju B appeared on with Alexis Mateo, Juju B went all the way to the end and she came in third place. Okay. okay. So I'm saying she has a track record of doing really well on this show. People like her. She's Look, done well so far. I'm going Shay and Juju B. I mean, I, I agree with you too. I would just say if I was basing off the first episode, I would say right. Shay and Juju B. All right, very good. All right, Shay and uh, Alexis. All right, let's move on. Uh, for the Maxi Challenge recording, the producer and writer Leland and Freddie Scott from the Season 12 Vegas Challenge are there to record the girls' tracks. Blair lets everyone know she can't sing. Mariah thinks Jason Momoa played Superman, and Angina loses her voice. During the main stage choreography, India delegates choreography to Alexis, but Juju B criticizes her choices. Shay's group feels confident in Shay's choreography, and Blair and Cracker clash as they fumble with pillows. Lori, your thoughts on everything recording and rehearsal? Um, you know, I, again, I feel like this was heavily staged because it's like, I legit feel if you put the music up to what they were actually singing, I don't think the timing would work out. I don't think that they're actually singing it on, on a track. I mean, again, it's the soundproof open stage. Like, how do you, how, how can you record 
based off of, you know, it just seems very, I don't know. I don't feel like there's any way that they actually recorded on that stage. Oh, because of the way. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think that there's some sort of like they do it and then they go back and do it later somewhere else for real. Well, because I mean, uh, Paris, uh, Maria Paris, uh, what's her? Balenciaga. She she thought that uh, Jason Momoa was Superman, yeah. and then they said oh, he's Aquaman, and then they go, oh okay, but then you never see her like correct it, mm-hmm. and then in the song she's got a whole different verse about him being Aquaman. Mm-hmm. So so I think you know, plus and then the rehearsal, I kind of felt like. I wish they would have had a choreographer. Like, I wish they would have had somebody come in. Because here's the thing. I felt like they had I feel like they already did. had a rehearsal. I feel like yeah. they did have a choreographer because they did their own personal choreography. But then they all have to move around the stage and block all them. I thought there was a choreographer who did, like, the basics. Yeah. And I felt bad for... Alexis Mateo, because I felt like she was kind of thrown under the bus as far as like, oh, you're a good choreographer here. You choreographer. And it was like, just like, hey, you do this. So uh-huh. I thought that was weird. Yeah, I I don't know. I felt like it was a little bit of e- you could tell there was some ego coming out. I feel like Miss Cracker. The one thing I will say with with all that is that it's like if Blair Blair was bitching about how she's the leader and Miss Cracker is taking over, and it's like, well, then tell her. Mm-hmm. Don't wait. Don't wait till you guys are in the makeup chair. Tell her in the moment. Hey, I'm the leader. Mm-hmm. Let's do. I'm. I'm leading this group. We're gonna do what I say. Yeah. You know, if you don't like, if you don't like it, tough. I'm. Yeah. In the, I'm the leader this 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 round. Yeah. And it's like she waited until they all, all of them, like they all just murmured under their breath. They didn't. Nobody. It's like these people all of a sudden. Like they go from saying, "Hey, I'm going to tell you how I feel to your face," to like, "I can't." Eh, she's going. She's going to do something different. You know, it's like, "Come on, guys!" Like she, oh, she's so blushing. You know, it's like, <laughs> "Be," you know, "Not up." Well, yeah. What you think is you would you would think you would confront her and say it because it's going to be good television if you confront. It's going to be right good television. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like also it's like. You know, I think what we saw, unfortunately, uh, uh, Maria and uh, Angina were in the bottom. But, I mean, everybody was talking about how polished they looked during rehearsal. And it's like, yeah, because they all paid attention. They all realized that it's about the group and not about the individual. You know, you focus on the group and you focus on getting the stuff down. And, you know, and Shade obviously shined because she's she's phenomenal. But I felt like it was like no, you didn't hear Angina and, and Maria going like, "Ugh, I can't believe Shay's trying to Who's do Maria? this." Who's Maria? Oh, Mariah. Mariah, sorry, Mariah. I, I, Laurie, I have to apologize to you and the audience. I'm looking at this script and I'm realizing there are giant chunks of the show missing from this script, and I have to take personal responsibility. I didn't triple check this script. Bef- I ch- I checked it for like typos and stuff. But I just realized right now there's a whole segment in the workroom that's not in here. Uh, so I'm going to talk about that in the notes. So be prepared to talk about that. Uh, okay. So right afterwards, they go to the workroom. Because I have my own notes right here. You know, these are my personal notes. And I'm realizing they're, they're not reflected in the script. Uh, okay, let's talk about the workroom. You know, there's a whole part, there's a whole bunch of shit that happens in the workroom that I want to talk about. First of all, 
do you know who this janky is that Alexis is talking about? That's her crush. Uh, okay, so I know of somebody named Daddy Yankee. But oh, okay. I've only known him as Yankee, and I've only heard his songs like a little bit. Doesn't he sing that? Didn't he sing that like Despacito? Oh, it wasn't that him. I'm gonna look at Lori. So, oh, so her accent. She sang Janky, but but his- everybody's saying Janky for some reason. But I don't understand why it's it's spelled why. I mean, in her accent, fine. But like Jujubee was saying Janky. This like is, this is Daddy Yankee. This, this is yeah. Okay, is there somebody named Janky? Hold on for a second. Well, they show a picture. This is his, this is the most popular song on Spotify. Let me look up Janky. No, it's Daddy Yankee. Let me look at what Daddy Yankee looks like. Oh yeah, that's who it is. That's the person they show in the picture. That is so. I was like, who the fuck is Janky? And why are they? Yeah, Lori, what is up with that? That is so weird. I don't know why anybody was like, "Do you mean Daddy Yankee?" Like, or maybe you know, maybe it's that's how he says his name. I've just always thought it was oh, Daddy think, Yankee. Oh, do you think he says his name is Daddy Janky? Maybe. Look, I mean, I'm, an, I'm an old, you know, I'm an old gay. I don't know who the fuck Daddy Yankee is, right? But uh, uh, I I wrote, who is that? Who's? But I feel like I've heard the name before. But they're just, and they just expected everyone to know who Janky was. And I was like, who the fuck is Janky? And they didn't really show a photo till the end. And I was like, can somebody give us a a, who this guy is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, also in the workroom, these are just my notes. I don't have a script for it. I'm sorry. India wants to sing about her fiance. They tell RuPaul literally says in the challenge, "Give us your celebrity man crush," and she goes, oh, yeah. "I want to sing about my fiance RJ." I gotta be honest with you; yeah. she's so boring. <laughs> she is so, she's so like. I know people like her, but I just i I thought she was so boring in this episode. She just is like, she's like, I want to sing about my fiance. And then RJ. they're like, well, you got to pick a celebrity. She sings about Justin Timberlake. Well, it's because, like, you know what? Did you, did you catch why she was singing about this Justin Timberlake? Because of Derek Barry. Yes. yes. And I was like, fucking bitch, are you obsessed with Derek but Barry? She, she didn't even like, she didn't even figure out a way to like stick it to Derek Barry. She did. Like, you could write. How did she, what did she say? She says, uh. Like something about how she she sent Britney packing. Oh, see, it was so boring. I didn't even catch it. Yeah, and I was like, she was just so. Even her was, dress was like okay. Like yeah. it was. I thought it was nice that it was all different like skin tones, but it was just kind of boring. Like it was boring. Yeah, it was just like I was just like, what? Why is she here? I will say. I, I look. I was and, surprised and so she was announced. Think I'm a, yeah. So people don't think I'm a hater. Yeah. Okay. Because I know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like to say that I don't like, you know, anybody. I will say, as a boy, his fashion sense is what I dream to one day have. Oh, really? Everything he wore, I was like, ooh, I like that. Ooh, I like that. His hats, his sweater, the the cute little overalls with the sh- the, the short sleeve button down shirt. I loved it. I loved it. So, so I you want to dress like Mayim Bialik in 1994? Yeah, I do. I want to be Blossom. I want to blossom into into a beautiful man with shark teeth. No, I just I just think in drag he's just so and it's like you know, I think I think here's the thing. I think she thought this would be sweet. 
people go, oh, she loves her husband. She loves her fiance. And it's like, that's not a part of the song. Oh, you can't find the one that has... Because isn't it Leon Redbone sings the theme to Blossom? I have no idea. Yeah, so Leon Redbone was a singer. Uh, and they would always get him to sing these kind. He had a very distinct voice. And he would dress like in a white seersucker suit. You know? Uh, here we go. Okay, here we go. Oh, wait. Oh, I thought Re- Leon Redbone sang the theme to Blossom. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, Leon Redbone sang the theme to Mr. Belvedere. Forget- so forget Leon Redbone. Here's the Blossom one. This is what you want to dress like? Oh, okay. I'm looking at the video right now. Yeah. Wait, hold on for a second. I'm going to share it on the Crowdcast, the video. Hold on. Because <laughs> this, this is how you want to dress, Lori. I'm going to start this all over again. Here we go. For those of you listening to audio, just listen to the theme. This is a 90s TV show with Mayim Bialik, who, if you're younger, you might know her as... Uh, who's the gay one's ber- uh, girlfriend in... Um, out of the, what's the name of that show? The the nerds, Big uh, Bang Theory. Oh, oh, Kelly Kyoko. No, no, no. But Blossom's in Big Bang Theory. She plays the gay one. Oh, Maya Bialik. Yeah. Oh, uh, I forgot the guy's name. Okay, here we go. Look at okay. That's like a nine. Oh my god, this is so nineties. This, this is Lori. This is you. This is how you see yourself. Yep. <laughs> Am I Joey Lawrence? Yeah. God, Joey Lawrence was so nineties hot. In my he was. Oh my god! And that's Taylor right there in the purple suit. Stop all your fuss. Oh, remember there was okay Jenna Van Noy. She played Six. She had a, a, Blossom had a friend named Six. Oh, they did that. Oh my god! This is the '90s in like a theme song. And this is how you want to dress, Lori. Yes. Oh my God, Lori! Okay. I had that hat <laughs> for the longest time. I had that little hat uh-huh. with the bar- with uh-huh. the flower on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, Jim Parsons. Jim Parsons, thank you. Uh, okay. Uh, Lori. So so yeah. So I just thought it was boring. I I was like, I thought Blair did a fun thing and said, um, you know, uh, um. Hannibal Lecter. I wish more people would would have been funny with it. You know, I feel like too many people were like, "Oh, I really want to have sex. I really want to fuck John Stamos." It's like, who cares? Yeah, I just <laughs> fill my house. Yeah, some of them were trying to be funny though. Uh, okay, uh, a note that I made in the workroom. But I think it's throughout the whole episode to go with the cracker bashing. Is she plays to the camera a lot, uh, especially in the workroom and the confessionals? Where like you know that yes. I clocked it when she was like. Shakespeare in love, you know, so she's thinking about Shakespeare in love, but it just felt like she's still very aware the camera's on and she's playing. She's trying to get her, she wants to have her quotes and her thing on yes. on there. And, and I also and, think it was the jacket. Oh, wait. She was using that jacket a lot. Wait, we have breaking news here all of a sudden. Breaking news. We're going to have to break in here uh, uh, for this here. Hold on, let me go to the rumor mill. Um, where is the breaking news? All right, breaking news. We have uh, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to do an in- interruption in the segment here because we have uh, uh, 
here we go. Right here, we have to. Okay, so let me introduce a segment right now, Lori. We're gonna we're gonna jump. We're doing a strange thing. We're gonna jump. We have limited time with this person. Is I want to talk about Elimination Day. Okay, I know we're jumping here, but that's okay. We can talk about Elimination Day right now. Is on Elimination Day, Cracker has this moment where she talks about how people don't like her and uh, she can't keep friends and whatnot. You and I talked about it a little bit during the first response. And I was saying that I actually relate to Ms. Cracker uh, because I feel a lot of my friends ghost me uh, or stay my friend for a little bit and then all of a sudden decide they don't want to be my friend anymore, right? And you, what was your reasoning, Lori, for telling me that uh, why people don't want to be my friend? Because you're a horrible person. <laughs> uh, no, I think it happens. Or I think it happens more than people say. I think everybody has that. I think everybody feels like people ghost them. I think it just friendships just run their course. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we're best friends. You know, and we're closer Not than we've friends. ever been. Nope. But you know, there was a time where we didn't really talk all that much. And it wasn't because we hated each other. It was just because we both were in different, doing different things. Uh So, you know, I think friends, friendships come and go. Um, As far as though, I think the problem that I have with Miss Cracker in this one Mm -hmm. is that people are literally telling her, Mm -hmm. you have a big ego. You are doing, you are doing too much. You're too much. You're, Mm -hmm. you know, you're taking up too much room, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I don't know why people aren't saying they don't like me. Like, it's like, they're literally telling you. Mm -hmm. Well, we have here special guest, mental health professional, Taylor the Latte Boy. Uh, he's going to uh, be. He's going to weigh in on. He can weigh in as a mental health professional. He can weigh in as a friend. Uh, he's trying to get. His oh, audio he said, together. "Hold on." I know. He said, "Hold on." So you know what? While he's getting his shit together, Lori, let me just to finish my thought. Here's a funny thing. Here is in the workroom. Just to finish my thoughts in the workroom. Uh, Shay at one hey, point tells. Oh yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. Shay, really quickly before you bring you on, Taylor. Shay at one point tells Angina. That she wants Angina to be there and that she deserves to be there. I'm like, you're not going to think that later. Why don't we do this, Taylor? Why don't we do this? We have you here. We have to do this here in any way. Why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we're going to jump into the elimination day. And we will uh, talk to Taylor about why people aren't my friend. All right. We'll be back right after this. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we are back. Uh, We have Taylor the Latte Boy here. Couldn't stay away for more than one episode. Taylor, did you watch the episode already? <laughs> yes, we okay. watched it actually really late last night. Oh, yeah, really? Oh. Did you guys, did you guys make love before or after 
the show. If by making love you mean eating birthday cake, then yes, we made love before we watched Drag Race. Look, I'll be honest with you. Oh, is it your birthday? No, it was a friend of ours' birthday. Lori's trying to drop a hint here. Why, Lori? It's my birthday today. Today's Lori's birthday. Oh, my God. Happy birthday. Thank you. Oh, then I had had birthday cake for you. Ah, thank you. That's good. It didn't have your name on it, and you weren't there. But I totally had birthday cake for you. That's what my parents are doing right now. (laughs) Are they really? Yeah, they're having birthday cake in my honor. Which I'm like... Why are you having it? Wait, why, well, where, will, why aren't I having it? Will there be any are they really having cake in the other room? No, no, my aunts are in the other room. My no, parents I think, are in I think, their uh, house. I think her aunts are having a shouting contest in the next room. Lori, my aunts are like talk shouting to every because my brother's on the phone and they have to call and then so they have to talk shout to everybody. So. What will be the what will be the recognition of your birthday today? What do you mean? Sorry, it's your birthday today. How are you going to? Re- how will it be recognized? Oh, how I'll be recognized? Oh, I'm going to watch Murder, She Wrote with my girlfriend. Because she has to watch what I want for my birthday. So, By the way. Only on your birthday or all the time? Only on my birthday. I end up all usually having to watch, like, the challenge and, you know, whatever beach-based romantic competition reality show she loves to watch. So. so you only get to watch shows about older, blondish women one day a year. No, I watch it all the time on my own, but I mean, I don't get to watch anything I want with her. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now, so when, when you decide that you need a Sharon Gless film festival, you're on your own for that. Yes. To, yeah. Okay. If I need to get some burn notice in, I'll just, uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just start, I'll just start <laughs> doing it while I, I'll run to the bathroom and just start watching it on my phone. Yeah. Just start, just go, just go on and Google Loretta Swit now and just totally <laughs> okay. go to downtown on yourself. Yeah. 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 I just get, I just, uh, I ordered uh, season one of Cagney and Lacey just to mm-hmm. have for, for say, for good keeping. Well, Lori, for, Lori masturbates the queer as fuck, but it's none of the guys to the weird, wasn't Sharon Glass the weird friend on queer as fuck? mom. <gasps> Did she I the- ever tell you? Okay. Yeah. This like affected me to my core. And I, uh, like, I had to stop watching queer as folk. I don't know why. It, like, so I told my aunt about it, the one that I live with, and she got into it. She really liked it. And my aunt and I have this relationship where, like, when she, when I wasn't living with her, she would tell me, she would describe to me episodes of shows. Mm-hmm. So she would describe, like, oh, this, I watched this episode. This is what happened. Okay. So she described in detail, uh, episode of Queer as Folk, and it freaked me out so much that I was like, I can never watch this show. Just my aunt describing lesbian sex to me was like the worst thing that I've ever do heard. A, do an impression. Like, do, do an impression. I want to hear it. Okay. <laughs> she goes, All right. So, um, Okay, so uh, uh, so the lady, I don't know why I'm making Minnesotan. <laughs> so, so the lady comes home and uh, her, you know, they're separated and uh, she's fighting and uh, she went on a date with a girl and uh, and the, the woman's like, oh, you're home late. And she's like, yeah, I, I'm home when I want to be home. And, uh, and so then they start fighting, they start slapping each other. And, uh, and then she, the, the skinny girl, the butchy one, she, uh, she drags the long haired one, uh, uh, to the, to the table and gets on top of her and they start slap fighting again. And, uh, and then they start kissing and, uh, and then she like takes her, the, the butchy one takes her hand and, and shoves it in the, in the girly girls one's pants and they start having sex. 
And, uh, and you know, nobody knows where the kids are. I mean, they said in the beginning that they were worried about the kids, but nobody knows where the kids are at this point. <laughs> so, uh, so, I mean, I guess they don't care about the kids enough to have sex in the middle of the table. And, uh, you know, and, and then, oh, and then I forgot to tell you that they, she, the, the girly one, the one with the blonde hair, the one who had sex with that man, she, uh, she, she cooked a meal for the family and then they just like threw everything on the table. So there's going to be a lot of cleanup afterwards. So yeah, it was, it was kind of unnecessary. Um, and then, uh, 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 the, the, the main gay one, uh, he, uh, uh, he was at his ad agency and, uh, he was, uh, he was interviewing a guy for a job. And, uh, and the guy was like, oh, I think I'm really qualified. And, you know, I got a lot of, I got a lot of good points about me and blah, blah. And, uh, the guy was like, re- like he kept pointing to his penis. Like he was saying like, oh, like he wasn't saying he's, he's good for the job. He's saying I'm good for like gay sex. Uh, so then they started having oral uh, Okay, sex Lori. Okay. Okay. We get it. <laughs> I, I have a question. Yeah. Which is more disturbing for Lori? Her aunt explaining sex scenes from episodes of Queer as Folk or her dad teaching her and her brother how to kiss. Oh, good question. Okay, he didn't play. teach me how to kiss. All right. My grandma taught me how to kiss, okay? Uh By the way, if you no, love the he didn't chemistry, teach me. we just had we just ki- we did a peck on the cheek. A peck on the lips. If you love the chemistry that Lori and uh, Taylor and I have, you're welcome to hear it every week on Fat Camp at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia, a special tier where Lori and I and Taylor try and lose weight. You know, uh, so Taylor, here's here. Oh, you know what? Just to put a button here. This uh, after uh, thought after thought media's Jay Ellis texted Mm -hmm. me today Mm -hmm. and he goes, I'm not even joking. I will show you the fucking text. He goes, I just watched the pilot episode of Golden Girls. This show is very bingeable. Oh, shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. Child. He's a child. <laughs> what a skinny bitch. Yeah. Sk- that, thank you. Skinny bitch. Yeah, that's his new name. Skinny bitch. J. Ellis. Skinny bitch. Okay, skinny so, bitch and bomb vivant. So, Taylor, J. we Ellis. welcomed you on for this segment. You're welcome to stay as long as you want. But uh, the segment we brought you on specifically for... Please stay, Lori's horrible. Uh, the segment we we brought you on. Sp- <laughs> <laughs> oh, there she is, Cleopatra in the flesh. Whenever While Lori, you guys are talking, I'm just gonna take a nap. Lori so lays good. in the bed like at the haunted mansion <laughs> at Disney, and I imagine Disney World. There's a painting that changes of like a woman lounging on like a one of those. I don't know what you call those sofas, but like those like. Like a fainting couch. Like a fainting couch. And then the, yeah. the her face turns into a cat when you walk by. That's the yes. way, that's the yeah, position. We have that here. Yeah, that's the position Lori is in right now. Is that, but just, uh, just, uh, <laughs> oh, no, she's full on like arm under the pillow. Yeah, arm under the pillow. I have both re- my arms up, by the way. She's ready here. to take a seepy seep nappy nap. That, yeah. That's, yeah. It's, it's been a very tough morning. Hey, I've been having to listen to Joe bitch about his outline for the past Girl, hour and a half. 14, 14 <laughs> weeks in a row. I you, I feel your pain. Now I understand why you're so hesitant to do more podcasts. <laughs> One season a year. One, what is your question? Well, maybe I have the answer now. So th- th- there's a moment during the Elimination <laughs> Day where Ms. Cracker yeah. is talking mm-hmm. about how people... Like, that She doesn't understand why she's called difficult... 
that she doesn't see herself as difficult, but that she has trouble making friends, and when she does, most of them just leave her. Now, look, the, on the part, and we can talk about that right now, but we'll come back to it. On the part where she is like, uh, uh, hey, listen, I... Uh, uh, I don't understand. I, I, I don't know. I, I can't make friends because they leave me. I totally relate to her. I feel a lot of my friends eventually get to a place where they ghost me. They don't want to be my friend anymore. But it's not even like we don't want to be my friend anymore. It's they need to ghost me. And I wanted you. Say. Huh? You don't say. <laughs> yeah, you don't say. Right. And so I wanted to, and I asked Lori, why do you think people do that? On this one, just between us girls. And Lori was like, I think because you're too nice. And I was like, Taylor will give I me. did not say that at all. First off, nobody in the world ever believes you're too nice. So don't, you know, just FYI. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I love how, <laughs> I don't know why, but I just feel like I'm giving advice while laying like this. It lo- makes me look like a crazy person. Um <laughs> Oh, that's not what makes you look like a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. I think I said I think it happens more than people say. I think everybody struggles with that. I was thinking about that the, this the other day, and that's why I came to that conclusion. So I don't know if it's just me rationalizing why I don't have a lot of friendships. Yeah, true. But I think that I I honestly think that people like friendships don't last as long as people make it seem i think you have like maybe one or two friendships that last a while but most times friendships you know people just kind of come in and out of your life that's that's what happens so yeah i don't think it's anything you're doing or they're doing i think it's just what happens in life taylor Uh, well i guess the question what is the question that you have why is joe unlovable yeah is that really the question? That no, the question is, why do all my oh. friends abandon me? <laughs> well, okay, but I think, you, I think you are looking at it as abandonment, whereas it might be where people just move on, kind of what Lori said, but you are taking it much more personally in that you like things about a particular person and you are not seeing changes or development in either yourself or the other person, and then you guys develop away from each other, but you're still looking at it as, but we've always been we've always liked each other. We've always done things together. We've always had a way to communicate. Mm -hmm. So it might not be, you're looking at it as abandonment, whereas it might just be people have moved on. Those are two different things. Well, I know, but I think it is abandonment. Like, look, Richard doesn't talk to me. My cousin. Yeah. I know he's, he's a week younger than you and he's gay. Yes. Uh, Remember my old former ward of the show, Jose no longer talks to me. Uh, But see, Daniel Brewer stopped talking to me. Well, Daniel Brewer stopped talking to a lot of people, so. Babalu stopped talking to me. That one Did Babalu stop talking to you? Well, he never talked to me, so. But, but he doesn't say he never started talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't like you. I could come up with an entire um, list of people who just were like, they pieced out. They stopped talking to me. Okay, so. Well, but, but, okay, oh, wait, 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 wait. If I, could, if I could just have a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of these people, though. One mm-hmm. of the people that you just listed in particular, from the sounds of it, that had nothing to do with you. Richard not talking to you from the way that you have described to me had nothing to do with you. Richard just went cuckoo crazy bird mm-hmm. and stopped talking to everyone. True. 
but you're taking it, you are taking on the responsibility of, I have to be the person who keeps juggling all of these relationships, who has to keep things going and keep things going and keep things going. And there's no symbiotic, not symbiotic is not the right word. There's no, there's no back and forth for it. But as the more that you, the more that you become invested in it, the more it hurts when they walk away versus if where you have relationships with people that they just kind of separate, but because you're not as real, you're not as invested in it, it doesn't hurt as much. Okay. So then what do you think then taking that, what do you, what do you, ta- what do you say about Cracker and what she said on her confessional? I think this? Cracker's in a little bit of a state of denial. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think the Cracker, you know, Cracker, as she's talking about it, she's pretty much describing someone who is difficult, yeah. but she just doesn't like the word difficult because when you have people, because I kind of remember somebody saying either on that episode or on Tucked, girl, it's not just one person telling you you're difficult. You've had multiple people that have told you you're difficult to work with, you know? So at some point it gets to the point of where, you know, if this, if people in my world that have nothing to do with each other are all saying the same thing about me, then chances are there's a chance that's true. Mm-hmm. And it involves yeah. some reflection and looking at things. You know, if you're talking about going back to Joe, if you're talking about possibly you have Richard and you have Jose and you have other people in your life who are you you build these really strong connections with some of which very, very quickly. And then they decide that they're not going to do it. They're not going to stay in the relationship. Then that might be where you have to go through and look at that and go, OK, what role did I play and what role did I not play in all of this? Yeah. And figure out, you know, because because like I said, Richard kind of just went off on his own. Yeah. And, and you've talked with multiple other family members. Yeah. Some of which have been on this show. I've been on this uh, network yeah. that have talked about that. Richard doesn't talk to anybody anymore. Yeah. So it's it's not your responsibility to keep all of these balls in the air. Yeah, I agree. Also, uh, to piggyback off what you were saying, Taylor, I think Cracker's problem and your problem are two completely different things because Cracker is having people tell her to her face, you are, you have a big ego, you are difficult. And she literally sells, says, Oh, I don't, I don't agree with that. That's bullshit. Mm -hmm. And then in her confessional goes on to say, I don't know why people keep saying I'm difficult. I don't know why it's hard for me to get friends. It's like, bitch, you know why you are literally being given the answer. It's yeah. like it's like you were people are saying a plus you know a plus b equals uh you know four and she's like I I don't know what that could be I don't know yeah. what what's happening yeah it's like fault ants just do the work she's it's just tough, not willing to tough, change it's a tough pill to swallow sometimes when you have to hear things about yourself but also with maturity you get to a point of where you have, you really look inside and say you know what, there may be part of this that's right. So is there behavior that I am willing to change in my life mm-hmm. that will help me to lead the type of life that I want to lead? Am I difficult to work with, Lori? Uh, no, you're particular, but okay. I think that's good, though. I think I think that comes with running a, a entire network and, and being, you know, uh, having so many balls to juggle in the air you know by the way i think i like how Lori thinks in particular because i say show up on time <laughs> am i particular uh, taylor particular uh particular is is a not, there are times you're difficult to work with not all the time not all the time oh, I, no. I would i would say 
five to ten percent of the time oh. you're a pain in the ass <laughs> but for the most part i enjoy yeah, it it's pretty good you know, i'll be honest you, with you, 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 you honestly do you know when you were difficult to work with sure go ahead last yesterday year. last oh. year when, oh. <laughs> Last year, with all of the back to back to back with the series and stuff like that, and you got oh. to be very where you were, you had expectations for yourself. And I feel like some of us that are either still with the network or have since gone on, I think you kind of saw it as you're talking like the rumor mill guys. And oh, stuff like oh, that. oh yeah, that there were times that I think you expected us to be readily available you know there were times that you kind of said so um i'm gonna go on the air and i just need you to be on like it and i'm like yeah girl i worked all day i'm not you know i don't do that anymore no no, (laughs) and uh, you you no you don't do that anymore which is why i got a text message but i also you know i was i was more willing to come on because i you weren't like that through season 12 and you were more enjoyable to work with yeah. All right. Well, that, that this is a whole just between us girls or fat camp topic. Now, you now, t- now Taylor, thank you for being here. You're welcome to stay as we talk about Elimination Day and blah, 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 blah. You don't have to. I appreciate that. However, yeah. we are actually getting ready to go. Oh. Uh, Babalu just bought some AirPods. So we are going to go pick them up a curbside at Best Buy. And oh. I, have ret- I have to return something at Kohl's. So. Oh, what are you returning yeah. at Kohl's? Uh, the first set of Bluetooth earbuds that I hated Ooh. so much within five minutes that I bought AirPods myself on Amazon. Yeah. So I'm going to go take them back. You know what's so funny is, remember, Taylor, I was telling you when you were looking at this, I'm going to show you them. I I said, well, there's this cheap, uh, Anchor makes really good cheap brand earbuds. I did yeah. buy them. They're like 50 bucks. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you. This is, this is not a commercial because it's not good. Is they're actually really good earbuds for fifty bucks. For fifty bucks, they're amazing. But the earbuds I had before were amazing. Okay, they were the Bose Soundsport Free Wireless. Yeah, and the sound just isn't as good. They're not bad. They work. They're completely functional. They're they're decent. I would say for a fifty dollar ear wireless earbud, they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. But Lord, do you want wireless earbuds? No, I'm good. Thank you. Oh, I, I, have, I was going to give them to you. Uh, so, I think I might buy better headphones. I might keep these as an emergency. You know, whenever you're like, oh, my God, I need something right now. Yeah. I might keep those for that. I have, I have actual wired earbuds that I that I keep in my bag if for some reason these don't go. All right, uh, cut- Taylor, I also, if, I don't know if you know this, but if you, know, you Taylor go to has Kohl's, to go, right, Lori? Oh. you go to Kohl's and there's, there's not enough, like there's too many people <laughs> in line, you can actually just take whatever you want and leave. Okay. So well, I don't I'm know not if you're like buying anything though. I just was go- so should I just like walk in if there's nobody? I should just like throw the box in the air that of the stuff I'm returning and then just walk out. No, yeah, I take say cash what, no. out of the cash register. No, no. Okay. and you, then leave. Well, first of all, let's tell, let's tell everybody who's listening what's going on. Lori went to Kohl's less than a year ago, bought all kinds of shit in her basket, and then went and stood in line. And then they were taking too long, so she just walked out with the basket and took it because she was like, Fuck I had them. one thing. I know I was returning something and I asked if I could buy something in the return line and they said yes. So I had to wait in the return line and then they said I couldn't buy it in the return line. I had to go to a different line and then I waited in that line and then the lady, the lady in that line said she was going on break. So then everybody had to move over to another line. So then I said, you know what? I'm just leaving. Yeah, I, no, I agree item. with that part, but I would have just left the basket there in the <laughs> store. I would no. have just walked out. Hey, right. I gave them I gave them three opportunities to let me pay all right, for something. All right, Taylor has to go, Lori. Down. Taylor has to go. All right. All right, thank you. Bye, Taylor. Bye, Taylor, thank you Bye, so much everybody. for your time. Thank you. Goodbye. You're-
You notice how I didn't ask him what he thought of me working with me because I don't want to (laughs) know. Holy shit, Lori, what's going on? I think my girlfriend's here. Okay, let's finish this show then. All right, uh, so we talked about Elimination Day. You know, I have some things to talk about with the recording. They're very, very minor things when they actually recorded the show. I want to talk about Leland, okay? I want to talk about Leland. Who's One, Leland? He was the guy that was r- running the the recording session. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. First of all, everyone should know, you may, you may or may not know this, they actually filmed All-Stars 5 before they filmed Season 12. So when okay. we see him in Season 12, that's actually his second appearance. Okay? Okay. This is actually his first appearance. All right? Okay. Uh, So... First of all, what I want to talk about is his bleached hair and how horrible. Yes, that was awful. It looked awful. Like when has bleached hair looked good on anybody since 1998? I know. I I literally saw that and I thought, right, oh, he's going through a midlife crisis. And I was like, and I was just waiting to see a puka shell necklace. Next, his yes, outfit. What was going on? Okay. Also, okay, I was willing to give her the benefit of the doubt in episode one because okay, she's nervous. It's a weird situation. Whatever. This Blair St. Clair, how does she want to be a singer? She's a horrible singer. I thought she had an okay voice. What? I thought she had an okay voice. I didn't think it was that bad. Anyway, those were the things I had there. Um, all right. Did you want to take a pause and talk to your girlfriend for a second? No, we can we can go through. All right. So uh, we talked about Elimination Day. Oh, actually, oh no. Now let's just talk about the main stage show here. Um, what did now before we say anything? I clocked it. This is the set from the Vegas show in season 12, right? This is the same set, it looks like it. It yeah. looked a lot, it looks like exactly it. like it. Um, I really don't have a lot of notes. I thought they were all pretty good. We've already talked a lot. We like we talked about how India was obsessed with uh Derek, but with her Britney lyrics. Other than that, I mean, do you have any real notes on the main stage show? Um, the one thing I will say, and this yeah. is because so, uh I didn't see Shea Coulee's season, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. And I thought the first episode, I didn't think she really was present a lot in the episode. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, I started liking her. I was like, oh, she seems like she's she's pretty cool. I, mm-hmm. I like her. She seems yeah. like she's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Her, as soon as the show started and she got into performance mode, I was like, oh, my fucking God, this is a superstar. Yeah. Like, she... I was like, I literally was like, immediately as soon as I saw her just walk when she did that strut with mm-hmm. with the Angina and, yeah. and Mariah, I was like, she's gonna win. Mm-hmm. She's winning the whole goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. She was so freaking good. But so, that's yeah, why that's, that's why people were pressed in season nine when Sasha pulled the 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 wig reveal because I, I mean yeah. people were just like it was so clear in season nine that. Shay, I mean, Shay won the most challenges. She was that bitch on that episode, on that season. And so when that happened, it was just, just gag worthy for what happened with Sasha, who some would have argued shouldn't have even been in the top four. All of a sudden, just took down not only her friend, but also the person who was there. That's who you were going to beat. Yeah. You know, and so that was uh, very, very, very crazy. Um, yeah, the main stage show, I thought it was a cute song. I thought the girls I liked did. A, it. I think the girls did a cute job. I think we were talking about before Taylor got here. There probably was a, a, a choreographer. They've done that in the past, <clears throat> even in season twelve, where 
And they, they usually schedule the shows like this. I'm not saying this happened this time, but the girl, you know, the, the crew needs to have a weekend. Okay. Yeah. So the girls are doing nothing for the weekend. So what they often do is try to schedule those big dance numbers so that they can split the episode. And then during the weekend, the girls can rehearse without a camera uh, with a choreographer or some sort of coach. And they can, so when they come back on that Monday to film, they've practiced it. Does that make sense? And I have a sense that probably would have happened on this episode. Yeah, it feels like it. I also feel like, yeah, there's no way that they recorded it at that sense, at that, on that open yeah, stage. Yeah, that was basically a rehearsal. The mic wasn't hot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Uh, and then, uh, during the, del- so then we know what, oh, I have, I think I have a script right here. I think, believe it or not. Okay. Here we go. The looks, uh, the category is love the skin you're in. I'll be honest with you. I didn't understand what this category meant because not- it didn't seem like the girl, what was it? I don't understand what the girls were supposed to wear or anything. I was like, are, were they supposed to go naked? Like it just, but then they all came out wearing just essentially their skin tone, except for uh, Blair St. Clair. Oh, okay, that's what it is. All right, so your skin tone. Did you, I mean, I thought all. I'll be honest with you. I thought all the girls looked great. I'd have to look at the looks again. But was there anybody that looked a mess or anything? You know, I don't like talking about the I, looks on this show. I think a lot Blair St. Clair got a lot of heat. I liked hers. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Shea Coulee's. I thought Shea Coulee's was probably my favorite. Oh, I, you're right. May, Mayhem Miller's, I kind of felt was maybe in the bottom, but it was still a, a pretty cute dress. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think that I think that she had like kind of a tailored dress and then it had those like diamond things kind of coming. And I think it would have looked better if it was just like a skin tight outfit with the diamonds instead of that tailored dress. Mm-hmm. But that's just a nitpicky thing. To be honest with you, I would say aside from Shea Coulee and maybe Blair St. Clair, most of them were good but boring. Like I didn't necessarily feel like any of them were like even Alexis Mateo, who I thought looked stunning. I just was like, ah, oh, it's not that great. Angina had kind of a you know a, a the similar thing to what she had when she in the when she came in. You know, it was just more of a. Uh, eleganza kind of look and mm-hmm. so but it, it's like it was just one tone so yeah. i don't know i just felt like but shea Coulee's looked amazing no so. i you know i completely agree with you i think everybody looked fine but you're right uh in a field of giants so to speak shay and blair stood out shay's yes. particular she walked out and you're like oh that's fucking gorgeous even rupaul gasped was yeah. like ooh, you know uh okay um on the ma- okay let's just talk about this right here let's go about the main stage alexis mateo miss cracker and mayhem miller were deemed safe blair and juju b were on top but it's shay coulee who walked away as this week's top all-star i think deservedly so this left on china mariah and india in the bottom three and they were left to plead their cases to the jury and shay backstage shay is uh shook that the rest of her team is in the bottom. Angina breaks down in tears and says that the other two don't deserve to go home. Finally, the queens choose their elimination lipsticks. Back on the lipsticks. Back on the main stage, RuPaul reveals this week's lip sync assassin, fan favorite Alyssa Edwards. The song "Neutron Dance" by the Pointer Sisters, and the winner after a lip sync that we'll talk about was Shea Coulee. Shea Coulee pulls the lipstick from her lipstick. Why do I keep saying lipstick? Lipstick from yeah. her bra and reveals that the queen she chose to go home is Angina. Lori Roggenkamp, any final thoughts on the episode? Talk about uh, the, the backstage drama with trying to plead their cases. Tell me about the lip sync, what you thought about that. But also I want to hear about your thoughts about guest judge Madison Beer 
Give it all to me, Lori. Um, I think it should be called lip stink because it's you know you're mm-hmm. it's a it's a you're kicking somebody off the show. Yeah. So, um, a Madison Beer was boring. I mean, she was boring when she was in Celebrity Drag Race. She was boring here. Mm-hmm. Tessa, I think it was Tessa Thompson, right? Yeah. I, she. I love her. I've seen her in a couple of different things and she's, she's great. I mm-hmm. love, I thought she did really, she was very, uh, she had a lot of good points. I thought she was great. Mm-hmm. I loved her. Sure. I hope she comes back and hopefully does like celebrity drag race or something. Okay. Um, uh, as far as the, uh, the judging, I felt like, uh, Alexis Mateo should have been in the top. I don't necessarily, uh, I don't know. I just felt like she did a great job. So mm-hmm. I kind of was a little bummed that Alexis Mateo wasn't in the top. Okay. Um, but other than that, I agreed with, with what the judges said. Um, and then uh, as far as uh, Angina's thing going, mm-hmm. I, I look, I like Angina. I'm sad to see her go. But as soon as she said that, I said, you, sir, you just wrote your ticket home. Yes. You wrote your ticket home. And you know what? And to be honest with you, it even, it really upset me. Like, I still like her and I still, I, I would even go see her a show of hers. I still mm-hmm. think she's a, a a very sweet, amazing drag queen. But you don't pull that kind of crap mm-hmm. and, and not go. Like, if she legitimately thought that she should be going home, she would have just said, I quit. Yeah. I'm leaving the show. Yeah. Instead, she said, Put me vote for me because she wanted it. It was a plea. She wanted the sympathy thing. Mm-hmm. She wanted people to go, "No, you're great. Don't. We're not going to vote you off." Blah blah. But it back. It always backfires. Yeah. It never works out. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just, I think that I was so pissed off that she did that because I thought, to be honest with you, everything was going towards India or uh, Mariah being the one sent home. I don't. I think the fact that. Angina was sick at that time or had lost her voice was saving her because I think they recognized that, you know, she was trying her best. She just wasn't able to sing. Mm -hmm. If she hadn't said that stuff, I think she would have seriously stayed. Yeah. So it really upset me. Um, You know, here's the thing is, yeah, you, you can't go in the deliberations and say, this is not me giving up. Yeah. I'm giving up. I I want to fight. I want to fight. I want to stay here. I can't tell you how much I want to stay here, but send me home. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, this Madison Beer can go fuck herself. Uh, if you listen to the rumor mill, you know that there was a whole story about her setting, allegedly setting up like a uh, a photo shoot during the BLM protests in Los Angeles. And as we heard from, um, was it uh, Chanel from season one who did the makeup for Celebrity Drag Race? said quote on Twitter that Madison Beer was a nightmare, a fucking yeah. nightmare actually, and would never work with her again. What a horrible human being. She looks like a horrible human being. I, and I hope every, anything horrible that happens happens to her. And I, I just I just wish they would have spent more time on what Tessa thought. I yeah, thought yeah, she exactly. was a great judge. Yeah. And, and I, thought, I was like, I, almost, I was screaming at my television with my aunt. I was like, who gives a shit what she thinks? Well, yeah, there's a part where Madison Beer tells Belair, I'm obsessed with you. Why? Who cares? Yeah, you saw her one time. Oh, oh, because she's skinny and white. That's why. If I was Blair, if I was Blair St. Clair, I'd have been like, and you are. 
Yeah, well, no, no. I would have been, you fucking cunt. Get the fuck out of my face, you bitch. You, you're, you're, I know this hasn't happened yet. It's going to happen in a year. But I have a feeling you're the type of person during a Black Lives Matter uh, protest will stage a photo shoot in the middle of the protest. Get out of here, you, you, uh, you uh, virtue signaling bitch. Get out of here. I don't want to see your face. And then RuPaul kicks her. I think uh, I'm, I'm experiencing what it's like to witness my tantrums. When I when I go off on tangents, so uh, you need to calm down, buddy. Got <laughs> to you stop talking to me. Let's talk about this lip sync for your life, Alyssa Edwards. I've said this before. If there is a Mount Rushmore of drag race uh, com- competitors, it's going to be Alyssa Edwards is one of the the name the faces on that mountain. Uh, and uh, she came out as a lip sync assassin. She doesn't have necessarily the best track record for lip syncing, even though she does do some great lip syncing. Um, oh, that's why I was calling it lip stink. Lip sync. Lip stink. Oh. There we go. We solved the mystery. Um, there we go. Here's what I think, and I've seen this conspiracy theory online, and I agree with it. That Alyssa Edwards did better than we thought she did. But that they that they wanted the you know, the sense that the producers. Oh, know, I see what you're saying. That they they um that they edited. Yeah, that was being talked there about. There were the a first- t- yeah, there were a ton of cutaways uh, to RuPaul or to uh, talking head moments. You didn't. They anytime that something was going to happen, they cut away to somebody. And uh, so, like, were there any uh, you know shablams? Maybe we didn't see it. You know, and I think they intentionally hid that because the producers wanted to give it to Shay. Who knows why? There's a million reasons why. Maybe they just wanted to give it to Shay. I think also maybe who knows what was on Alyssa's lipstick. Maybe it was not the person they wanted to go home. So the person who they wanted to go home had to win the lipstick and they needed to cut it in a way that made it look Because even the way they cut it, it looked like a tie at best. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like every single time they cut to, and maybe maybe you're right. Maybe this is editing, but every single time they cut to the dancing, Shea Coulee was like was like taking up the stage, doing all this great stuff, and uh, um, Alyssa Edwards was like waving her arms around. Like I just, I didn't really feel like she was doing uh-huh. anything too crazy. You know, I felt like Shea Coulee was definitely bringing it. Uh-huh. So I don't know, but you know, again, that could have been editing. Yeah, very good. I was also a little frustrated that she didn't lose her jacket like right away. She kept it for like the mo- for like not the whole thing, but for she who? kept it for like Shay or Alyssa. Alyssa, Alyssa had that jacket on that was like over her shoulder, and she kept it for like thirty seconds, a minute into the song, and it was like lose the jacket. Like right, yeah. she finally kicks it off, but it's like you know you should have just thrown that jacket as soon as you started. So. All right, Lori, any final thoughts on the episode? We covered everything you have to say about this episode. I think the episode overall was fine. Uh, pretty good. Very entertaining. I was very entertained. I was never bored at any moments. All stars were t- all stars are rarely boring. You know, all stars. The only time I was bored was when India was singing. That was it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I. You know. Uh, here's the thing. I. I am anxious. I'm anxious for, for to see what happens. I just. I have a. I have a pit in my stomach mm-hmm. that something's going to happen and Juju B or Shay is going to be sent home. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm like, that's a pit in my stomach that I just, I don't know, uh, you know, what to do. And also, I'm just sad that Angina just didn't put up a big enough fight for herself. So, oh, by the way, there was a, a question in the chat room, and I think it's a good question. That we should, why don't we close with this? Actually, um, is 
who would be your celebrity crush? Since you're a lesbian, we will let you do a woman crush. But who's your celebrity female crush? Who would you have sung about? We talked about that uh, yesterday, too. I, you know, it's tough because uh, are are you saying when I was a kid or, or right now, now? Right now, if you had to, if you had oh, to, do, right this, if you had okay. to do this challenge, who would you choose? Oh, that's tough. Um, you know, I would say. Oh shoot! What's her name? Mm-hmm. I can't think of her name. What do you mean you can't think of her name? Uh, I'm trying to think of the uh, balls. Uh, Sandra Bullock. Sandra that's Bullock. Thinking. So that's who yes. you would do when you're in your in your uh, song. You do Sandra Bullock. I think right now, and I'm, I don't know why I'm going for this person. I, if I'm a, being serious, though, yeah. but if I'm being funny, I would pick like the Queen or okay. no. I want you to be serious. I want you to be serious. No, I want you to be serious. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think if I were to be serious right now, I would say my man crush is James Mars. No, no, Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Oh, fucking. You know what? I'm going to change mine. I'm going to change mine to Charlize Theron. Okay. All right. So she's, I feel like she's always been. I just, for some reason, recently have just been really getting into Sandra Bullock movies. Mm-hmm. So, but Charlize Theron's always my backup. All right. She's so, always the one that I would. So go here to. we go, Laurie. We want you to do it right here. Oh, God. Sing your lesbian love theme to Charlize Theron. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You go first. I love seeing Adam Driver nude. He is straight, so that might be rude. I love it when he takes off his shirt. I want to throw him down and fuck him in the dirt. Uh, People say he's ugly. They don't know why I think he's hot. But they are all stupid fuckers. He's wrong in all the right ways. Yeah, I want to fuck him. Because I am gay. Fuck him. Yeah, because I am gay. Yeah, I want to fuck him. I want to fuck him. Yeah, Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. I know the song for lesbians, but I'll sing it anyway on the disco round. Oh, yeah. Oh, this song for lesbians, it's their anthem on the disco round. Oh, yeah. Lori, go ahead. I, I like Charlie's Theron. She didn't shower for 40 days to be in that lesbian movie. You know, the one where she is groovy and she has sex with a woman. And I'm not great with rhyming. <laughs> hey, well, That's admit it. it. I want you to admit it, Laurie. Anthem, this is for lesbians. They all sing it. They all sing it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. When they're munching carpet. Love the leathers. They love to boogie to this song all night. Oh, I love the lesbos. They love to sing this on the disco round. All right. We don't sing this song. This no, is an instrumental don't. song. 
This instrumental part right here. Anyway, yeah. all right. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. This episode was, I think, produced by Luke Stamen, not by the script I saw. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 5. So, for Lori Rockenkamp and myself... Sashay away until next week. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drag Race Recap. For more Drag Race and LGBTQ content, support us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Twitter at PickleMyth. She also has other podcasts like The Bloody Podcast and Lori and Colin Have an Episode. They're available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also support Lori on Patreon at patreon.com slash bloodypodcast. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram at Joe Batanz. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Kinda. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast.